This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. Previously on Talk Time Live Exclusive. I've asked this question before the last time uh, you were on. And since then, we have seen many intellectual properties expand their uh, series to other formats. So I, I have to ask, you know, we in, in talks of Shinmu, the Cuphead show, Halo, you know, getting live action and animated adaptions. Has there been any talks of River City Girls in that direction? Uh, <laughs> you know, there's no, well, there's nothing we can announce. Uh-huh. And there's nothing, there's nothing specific we can get into. Uh-huh. Like, I'll say everything's been discussed. Right. So everything you can imagine, you know, every version of it, even beyond games, absolutely discussed. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, we'll, we'll have to wait and see as far as what actually happens and, and when we can share stuff. I mean, definitely some cool stuff are, uh, we finally just all to bring them in. We just got the plushies from Asako Kyoko. They were oh. sold a long time ago, but that's actually right. shipped out. I just got yeah. mine, um, that I ordered yesterday. They look fantastic. So we're doing some cool merch stuff. One of the things that we're working on right now that we already talked about is an art book and that's coming along oh. really good because there's so much key art and so many characters between three games. So I think that's going to be like a really, really awesome thing when that comes out. And the way that we're kind of theming the book and everything is, is a really interesting kind of take on it. So right. there's stuff like that, but yeah, as far as like alternate media formats, it's something we are definitely interested in. We've definitely talked about the possibility. We've talked about it with arc system works, um, but, but we'll have to see um, nothing to announce right now. Hi guys, this is Ruben Langdon. You're listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Show you can! It's time. Talk time. Let's go. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk Time. Anime, live. comics, movies, and games that come on and let's get it. Talk time live. Started in the 80s with Matt Cross. Dudes in the hood might have called that soft, but I carried that cross like Jesus did. Fast forward, I teach the kids to learn how to let go, live life, and show love to all things that don't matter where y'all from. And luckily, there's a show called Talk Time. We've been waiting for this for a long time. Dax kicks the facts on all the geek news, special guests, and unbiased reviews. Suburban kids, the hipster street dudes, all can learn something new me too i heard words but no faith is empty i stayed the course so my haters tempt me beat the podcast that'll make them envy it ain't too trendy it's acmg anime comics movies and games that come on and let's get it talk time anime comics movies and games that come on and let's get it talk time anime comics movies and games that come on and let's get it talk time anime comics movies and games that come on and let's get it talk time live Ladies 
Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the journal of my life that covers all things anime, comics, movies, and games. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the Prime Show. I am your host, Xavier Josiah. We are back, and I hope everybody's had a great, safe, and healthy-minded week, if you will. Uh, we got a lot to talk about this week in terms of video games. Yes, we're talking video games, in particular, fighting games, because the biggest news of the week came out. And whether whatever you think about it, it is big news. Street Fighter 6 has finally been announced by Capcom. We'll talk about the announcement, the reactions, and the controversy, if you will, about what is going on in, in, in an involvement of this. And also, we'll talk about what is it going to be like without Yoshinori Ono and, you know, involved in it. So that's going to be the talk topic. And again, we didn't have a select star podcast this week, which is our normal video game podcast, our video game centric podcast, but it doesn't mean that we don't talk about video games on this platform because this is about all things, anime, comics, movies, and games. So every once in a while, we will talk about video games, uh, in this platform. And I didn't get a chance to, because, you know, just like you heard the clip just recently, I talked with Adam Tyranny and Bannon uh, Rudis of Way Forward Technologies, you know, who uh, I would like to thank for coming back on to the show to talk about River City Girls Zero and the upcoming River City Girls 2. Uh, if you have a Nintendo Switch, you can play uh, you can play River City Girls Zero right now. It's on digital. I highly recommend it. It's a very fun game. And it's a it's a, not only a, a very fun throwback uh, for those because I played this game. Actually, I still own it. I still own I own a ROM of that game um, that doesn't play as well as the one that they brought out for the Nintendo Switch. It doesn't play nearly as good because, you know, sometimes ROMs don't all play fluidly on these Raspberry platforms. But I did play the import back in the day. And, and trust me, um, it's it's a fun throwback game. It's the game that inspired River City Girls in the first place. And just to get the chance to talk to those two has, was a lot of fun. And maybe get some other information out because lo and behold, I truly believe that they're setting up for other things and, you know, that they're going to invest in and expand that genre. If you heard the clip that I just did um, earlier before we started the show, you know, if a matter of fact, I not only just hear it, it's better if you see it because I have the video version on uh, TalkTimeLive.com. You got to see the reaction of Adam Tyranny when I asked the question, when asked that question about whether they were going to uh, expand it and give, you know, try to work on an anime project or something like that, a mini uh, OVA or whatever like that. And they didn't say yes and they didn't say no. So something's in the works. I don't know to what end, but when you're seeing all these, like, like the Cuphead show, which is awesome, you're seeing all these shows out here right now. It's like, what better show to, you know, what better franchise to do this than the River City Girls with the way that the comedic style is and everything? It would be perfect. It would be a perfect anime for Crunchyroll and, 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 and uh, who else? And uh, Adult Swim to work on. It's very Adult Swim. So I would, I would more than love to see that uh, in the hopes that we do in the near future. I, I think it deserves it. I think it's gaining its popularity with that series enough to know that it's really there. So again, uh, not all the news is going to be video game centric, but the talk topic of the week will involve uh, me talking about Street Fighter 6 and my thoughts on the possibilities, what I want 
we're gonna have a full conversation about this i mean i'm so happy about the uh announcement that on my tv right now as i'm talking i'm playing the old 1990 uh street fighter movie the anime not the jean-claude van damme version of the actual the really good one that everybody loved the one with the beautiful art you know uh anime style and everything uh the one that they did right the first one because there were other street fighter animes that came out but this is the original first one remember in the 90s they uh came they came out with the usa network came out with this really brutally awful street fighter series that was playing like gi joe much like they did with the mortal Kombat series as well also on the usa network here in um in the states i don't know who's listening and where they're from but i know i got listeners from different parts of the uh, globe and i thank you by the way but for your common knowledge street fighter had multiple uh, like multiple uh tv series out and animes out but in the u.s they had this really crappy version of it and it, just, it was just awful it was just really awful which by the way you can watch all on crunchy um not crunchy or retro crush which is a free anime app that you can watch they do charge a you know a subscription fee you know with no ads but if you if you don't mind the ads which is not really that bad um you can watch all of it on air for free and the the subscription is like a five dollar subscription that you can also just um you'll get no ads and then you also get extra content you can't get on the free version so i mean it's pretty cool but they you know surprisingly they have street fighter on they also got the fatal fury series that uh, masami obari uh has done all of them the the part one the tv special part one and part two and uh motion picture is all on uh, retro crush right now and on top of that they uh they got a bunch of other anime too in there but they also got the usa network version on there too which i find hilarious that they're adding that as an anime it is no way shape or form an anime it's just based on a video game and i is i can't watch it it's, it's that awful but it's good that they have the actual uh motion picture um, the movie or motion picture what did they call it i believe um in there but it, it that movie was dope that movie was so dope and i'm playing it right now in honor of the news of street fighter 6 so we'll talk about that in our talk topic of the week but we do have some other news to share in our next segment so let's not waste any time folks let's find out what's new in the world of acmg and now it's time to find out what's new in the world of acmg All right, this first bit of news is for wrestling fans and comic book fans. Uh, if you know the name Tony Schiavone, then you are definitely a wrestling fan, especially a wrestling fan of old. Tony Schiavone is the current commentator and announcer for AEW, which is All Elite Wrestling. Right now, one of the hottest wrestling promotions in the game right now, undeniably uh, undebatable. Well, all right, some people will debate it, but it's more like a uh, it's more like sort of a basically they're denying it <laughs> it's confirmation bias at best but they have been on the top of things and in and in you know continuation of everybody in that company you know branding themselves in some form or fashion tony shivani who is a legit comic book fan and video game fan like if you follow tony shivani in his career since the 80s then you would be surprised to know how big of a comic book fan 
this dude is and a video game fan like he he's it's almost like he's been a kid all his life but i've seen podcasts of his from he does the aew unrestricted podcast uh with Aubrey Edwards, who's the referee for there. She also works on their video game department as well for their app, for their video game app and the, uh, and the upcoming, you know, games that they're working on too. But he, you know, does his show a lot of times from his home and his, his home, his, his, his room, his office looks a lot like my office. And if you guys ever see my office, you know, shots of it, you could probably find it on, you know, via, uh, on my, you know platforms or whatever like that um you can find me at a at deck xavier josiah on instagram or even you know our acmg facebook group i've you know showed my office many a times and i have just nothing but you know fandom all over the place and so does he he has he's a big comic book fan a big video game fan and so much that he decided to come out with his own it's really a biography but it's it's made in the form of a graphic novel so his graphic novel called butts and seats which is available now both on hard, uh paperback no it's not paperback it's a hardcover and now digital it's finally out on digital and for those who like the digital like myself uh it's now available on co- uh, comiXology and and i uh i believe for 12.99 for that matter and let me tell you it's worth it because if you've been a fan of tony Schiavone since the old days of nwa and all this stuff and even now I, I love AEW Tony Schiavone. I love 80s NWA Tony Schiavone, but I love him even more now because now that I know more, a little bit more about him and what he's done, and I got a chance to see him in, in a lot of AEW stars during uh, New York Comic Con as well. It's just, it's just awesome. And basically what happens is like the graphic novel chronicles his entire life and how he got into the wrestling biz and all this stuff. So you get to see him and comic book form and him telling about the story of how he was with his uncle and they used to watch uh wrestling together and then in the 80s somehow he managed to get a job uh after going to college to, as a you know to do broadcasting he wound up working and doing a, a bunch of baseball com um you know commentary and then suddenly he kind of got mixed up with you know jim crockett promotions and all this stuff and you know it's it's been full sale from that point so, you know, if you're a fan of him, go out of your way, check this out because he talks about a lot of his life and everything that went on. And if you're a comic book fan and a wrestler fan, this is like a no brainer to get. So again, it's on Comicsology, which by the way, Comicsology has changed their entire format. And I'm not too sure if I'm a big fan of how they set up their platform because it's not as easy to find comic books as, as it was before on the website. Um, I don't know to what it, I'm still venturing through the new, you know, the new design, the new UI design of, uh, comicology and all the stuff. They're, they're mixing Kindle and, you know, Kindle, uh, content and comicology content together. So I'm, it, it's, it's a beginner stage. So I'm sure they're going to improve on it as time goes by, but um it's interesting right now but you can get it on there again it's 12.99 and uh you know if you're if you're a wrestling fan you don't want to you know miss out on that it's just it's just a great book so uh again check it out and uh and not only you know what not only check that out check out static number you know in 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 the spirit of black history and black excellence as we're you know closing out 
this month of February. Go out of your way to get Static Season 1. It is a must-read. They just finished their first season of uh, comics from uh, Milestone Media, which is a subsidiary of DC Comics. And they created an awesome reboot to this beloved series. Uh, Virgil comes, is com- you know, his new coming-of-age tale, it's pretty much the same as it was before, but they kind of just rewritten. The, you know, they kind of just refreshed the entire experience, made it a little bit more modern, even though what they the content that they did back then is still relevant today. But they added, you know, a lot more to it. You know, he's Virgil is not only living while black, he's also a bang baby as well. So he has both of those against him. And it's really great how they captured certain aspects of what's going on today in that in that book. And then I mean, you got the strong narrative and tremendous manga style inspired artwork from Criss Cross. And it's really, it's a beautiful book. It's a great book. And I'm looking forward to the next season, which I believe is coming out in the summer. But the first six ep- uh, issues, which they are calling it season one, is out now. You can also get that on Comicology or, you know, if you like the physical versions, they're available everywhere where comic books are sold there too, as well as butts and seats too. So, I strongly recommend that. It's just great work. So next thing I want to talk about is something that we talked about last week, and it was the talks and rumors about Spider-Man No Way Home coming out in March, later than it was supposed to. Well, those guys at Reddit, I don't know how they did it, but they, you know, they talked about it. They mentioned and said that it was going to be, and they were right. It's official. Spider-Man No Way Home is coming to digital on March 22nd. The post on Reddit that reported the highly successful sequel has also struck that right. Uh, I don't know how they got it, but hey, more kudos to them. Marvel Studios released a trailer promoting the date along with news on what it will uh, include. So, and it's, and I I said this last week, that if it's going to be this late, that they got to, they better have a reason to do it. Like they better pack this you know, this new digital or, you know, the the Blu-rays when they come out, they better pack on a whole bunch of features. And that's exactly what they're going to do. Because otherwise it shouldn't take that long. They, it should have already come out this week, but they're adding a lot to it. So I'm, 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 I am patient. I will be absolutely patient with this. And as predicted, it will have the following over 80 minutes of behind the scenes content, 20 more minutes of Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire. They, they said Spider-Man two and three. So uh, hidden Easter eggs, they show, uh, and they showed scenes of Matt Murdock, Daredevil, Electro, and you know, a whole bunch of other uh, clips as well, and bloopers. So we're getting a lot out of this. And I, you know, if they're gonna take, if we gotta wait another whole month for this, I, I'm okay with it as long as they load it up. But I am so eager to watch this movie again. Like again, I said it, I said it before last week. I have I have the benefit of having a movie theater almost like a mile away from me. It's like literally a nice little walk away from me that I go to for my like when I go for smaller films or films that I don't consider blockbusters, but I'm gonna review them. I just go up the street and and you know check it out there. Like Unfortunately, the Batman will be seen in that theater. Um, anything else like Marvel Studios will be seen at Movie Tavern because <laughs> I make that into a big affair because uh, I, I I just have my, my reserves about certain films. So it's like, all right, 
If I'm going to see it, I'm going to pay for a matinee version. And I'm, I heard the Batman was really good, so I'm looking forward to seeing that. But I'm, you know, judging by its history, I'm not eagerly waiting and anticipating this. I will just wait to see it. You know, I'll just go to the regular theater to see it. I, you know, but if it's a Marvel movie, nine chances out of ten, that movie is going to be dope. So it is going to be, it's going to leave me coming out extremely happy. So I'm going to invest in that. <laughs> My whole entire experience is going to be invested in that. So. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to No Way Home and coming out March 22nd. And uh, all right, let's see what you got. Cause I, you know, I don't want to go to the movies again to watch it. <laughs> I want to see it in the comfort of my whole home with these new features in here. So, all right, speaking of Marvel, I'm gonna keep on to this Marvel Assembled. If you guys ever watch it, if you haven't, you're not using your uh, Disney Plus thoroughly as you should for the money that you're paying for. Marvel Assembled, for those who don't know, is a docu-series uh, that that pretty much uh, documents all of the behind the scenes of the Marvel Studios TV shows or not TV shows or, you know, miniseries that they've done like Falcon and Winter Soldier, Loki. Um, what was the other one? Hawkeye. All you know, even Shang-Chi uh, Shang recently got one. And now Eternals also got one too. Oh, WandaVision also got, they were the first ones to get um, one. And I highly recommend people uh, check those out. If you loved all of those, you got to watch the behind the scenes of some of the, you know, as they talk about some of the favorite clips or the most unforgettable moments of those uh, episodes of those series and movies, they did one for Shang-Chi and now they got one for uh, Eternals as well. Now, regardless of what you think of Eternals, a lot of people, there's some people who liked it and some people who didn't. Uh, again, I felt that it was solid at best is, you know, it was Thor level. Like Thor is not the best movie of them all, but it was solid. It wasn't bad by any stretch. And this has the same thing. And it's mostly probably because of the, the cosmic aspect. And a lot of people, even in the comic universe, you know, comic book fans, it's it, the, when it comes to the cosmic stuff, it's a little bit of a niche type of, you know, genre for subgenre for the, for the universe of Marvel because it's a lot of detail is very complex and some people it just goes over the head you know same with thor thor is in that thor is in that deal too a lot of people you know there's a, thor has a niche amount of people that really likes the thor comics i don't know if they changed the format since you know they changed they kind of changed his persona and lighten him up a bit in the marvel cinematic universe but the original thor it was very it was like reading Shakespeare and a lot of people just felt like it was it, it could be considered boring to some people. But when you mix them with the Avengers and all this stuff, it's best because you don't get to hear him talk or have that Asgardian type of, you know, dialogue the whole entire time. So it's a, it's a deal. It's kind of a deal here. But Eternals well, to me was a solid. I could rewatch Eternals and enjoy it, but not say that it's the best thing that they ever done. It was beautifully done. You know, um, I don't know if they were planning on this to be the new Avengers. I hope not, because this didn't come off as successful in that in terms of, you know, trying to make them the flagship, you know, of the whole entire thing. I don't know if that's going to happen, but I do want to talk about one scene in Marvel's Assemble 
because they all talked about certain aspects of their experience on there and you know you got to hear Selma Hayek and you know other actors and in, in there too uh, Angelina Jolie and how they felt about being in the movie but we got a chance to uh, hear from Brian Ter uh, Terry Henry who plays on Atlanta he's also uh, Miles Morales pop on Into the Spider-Verse as well he's the voice of uh, Miles Morales pop but hearing him or seeing him and hear, see him talk about being one of the Eternals and being a part of the Marvel Cinematic Experience, it was really emotional because you didn't get to see that from a lot of different, I mean, we've seen it from Anthony Mackie, but Anthony Mackie, who is now Captain America, and that's a huge deal, but I think he's kind of used to being in these type of roles and these type of action roles because he's like a very well in shaped endowed you know <laughs> good looking dude who always who's just always casted for these type of action roles so to see him as captain america is a major deal but it's kind of like he's done this before but not to this scale but to see brian Tree henry which if you look at him he's not a guy that you would easily see superhero you know, in fact, what's dope about this is that he's a guy that looks like me. He looks like other people in my community. And we finally get to see somebody who just looks relatable, very relatable to that extent. And to see him like that, he knew this because he was getting ever so emotional talking about it. And he was talking about how he didn't want to see you know, he didn't want to see it as he was doing, they were doing a dressing for the role and, you know, put it as he put it on the, uh, the suit that he wears in the movie. He didn't want to look in a mirror. He refused to look in a mirror because he knew if he looked in a mirror, he was going to get really emotional and go and go blitz. And that's exactly what he did. But they had, they had to keep telling him like, please look at a mirror, look in the mirror. And cause he knew how important and big of a deal this moment was. And he, you know, just talking about it, he got really emotional and it was beautiful. You know, it, you know, when he said he finally got to see, he finally looked, he screamed and not only just screamed, but he called everybody that was involved in the making of that suit. He brought, he called them in to thank everybody to do it because again, his thing was that he spoke intimately about our culture, not seeing someone that looks like him on tv as a superhero and we're seeing a lot of that we're seeing i mean i people my people if you're listening we do talk about how much we don't get opportunities now and, and there's still a huge struggle for that but it's not to say that it's completely not that and we're starting to see a lot of representation finally not just from black people in general not the upper echelon of black excellence but all forms of black excellence are now being represented and he's i'm just and i'm going to review this this week on select start when it comes back but horizon forbidden west i am playing right now and i i, I think the last game that i've ever played that had a significant amount of representation was Final Fantasy was between Final Fantasy 7 remake and Miles Morales. This right now, uh, Horizon Forbidden West, and I'll talk even more about that again when I review that. But Horizon uh, Forbidden West has not only an enormous amount of representation, but a lot of speaking roles. You see 
people of color and black and, and black people in prominent roles, significant and prominent roles in that game. They're not just being seen, they're being heard. They're being expressed. I mean, it's just a great thing to see. And we're, I, I wanna keep seeing that. I wanna keep seeing it. And again, this is like when I say I'm really grateful for what I do. Um, the fact that I've managed to, you know, do what I've do to the point that it, I've gotten opportunities with the likes of people from Repop who put me on the forefront, who gave me the keys to do what I, you know, do and what I love and put and be in front of their camera and, and they're on their platform to see that like, I, I really appreciate seeing that because I, when I, I never thought of my dreams that I'd be able to have a show or be a part of a show where it involves, you know, people in the industry that I've always admired or even seen before and, and, and been fans of. It's just an awesome. And we're really starting to see that it's slow, but it's getting there. And I think we just need to keep it going and keep it growing at all times. So if you have Disney plus, I highly recommend going there, watch Marvel. And the thing is too, there's a lot of content on Disney Plus. I mean, because you not only have the Marvel content, you got the Star Wars content, you got the Nat Geo stuff, you got the Pixar stuff, you got the Disney stuff. But even Marvel has so much content in there that you kind of miss some things. Don't miss Marvel's Assemble. Do not miss Marvel's Assemble, especially if you're watching all these, you know, Marvel series that they're having. I love the behind the scenes look of everything. And also, I, I mentioned this too, check out Hawkeye as well, because they do talk about the, the Kingpin situation too, briefly, but thoroughly so go anyway check it out it's over there on disney plus right now and i should also add too before we end this whole entire segment that free guy is now in there the ryan reynolds movie where he plays a, nine, uh, a non-playable character that just happens to have a mind of its own and he becomes a, an in pretty much uh, an artificial intelligence if you will it's on there now highly recommended i reviewed that a months back when it came out it was one of the movies i saw at the, at the smaller theater but it, at the end of the day it was a really great movie and now for some reason disney plus has it i go out of your way to check it out now it's such a great movie it's kind of like the live it's kind of like a live action version of wreck it ralph in, in a nutshell but just really well done so um go out of your way check it out it's on disney plus now and folks that will do it for what's new in the world of ACMG. We're going to take a break, come back, and we got to get down to business because Street Fighter VI has been announced and I got to talk all about that and my hopes, my wants, and my beliefs about what's going to happen with the future of Capcom in this game. We'll talk about that right after this. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dax Xavier Josiah, the host of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the podcast. You want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime, comics, movies, and games, such as... This is Miley Flanagan, the voice of Naruto. This is Stephanie Shea, the voice of Sailor Moon. This is Ruben Langdon, the voice of Ken Masters and Dante from Devil May Cry. Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter V. This is Chris Battle, character designer of Teen Titans Go. Here's your chance to check out all of that and more on Talk Time Live. Live.com. TalkTomLive.com provides all of our ACMG content with new and previous episodes, exclusive interviews, articles, and much more. Visit TalkTomLive.com and let us help you learn to let go, live life, and love all things ACMG. Talk Time Live! Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter V. Rise up. The answer lies in the heart of battle. You're listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Hadouken! 
do it. And now it's time for our top topic of the week. Ready? Fight! Ladies and gentlemen, we are back with our talk topic of the week, and it is not my review of anything but my discussion of Street Fighter VI. Capcom finally announced this uh, this week during the Capcom Pro Tour. We'll talk about that because that was a very interesting, significant thing that went on there. And, you know, from that, there was a lot of things that went down, you know, in terms of the reactions, the controversy of the logo and all types of things and then there's a lot of questions involved too because it was just a, a teaser trailer but it's enough to start to spark a conversation of you know what's it going to be like who's going to be involved how many you know fighters is going to be there um how's this going to be without yoshinori ono you know we, we there's so much to talk about this thing because uh, this is not only just a new addition to the series this is a new era for the series now this is without the person who helped revitalize the community if you will but let's talk about this trailer real quick because the trailer all right first of all i will say we got this countdown and the countdown was waiting for like 12 at night where they were supposed to reveal the information that information did not come because the two finalists one of them being uh diego uh or diego who's like a legend in evo and in, in, in the street fighter tournaments like diego if you haven't seen him he's infamously known for being the guy on street fighter 3 who's constantly parrying off of people like left and right like it's this is the, one of the greatest street fighter moments of all time and he's just parrying this dude left and right left and right and i think he's only had a little bit of health left and he's just toying with this dude and then he takes him down this dude has way more energy than him and he takes him down and defeats this guy it's been on, it's been on the internet for ages but he actually you know was in the finals but he got beat by a new guy so that was the big twist about that but what happened was the finals went to overtime of some sorts and they went on and on and on this year is also different because you know due to pandemic uh, reasons they didn't have the audience that they normally would have during these you know capcom pro tournaments these these things used to be in stadiums you know years uh you know pre-pandemic and it was a it always you know generated a lot of box office and and, and you know uh spectators and fans over to these events um evo as well i think evo's coming back as a i think evo is coming back um in full gear i don't know to that extent but you know things are slowly but surely coming back we talked about this in a, in a uh, interview with, way, with the guys from way forward uh in terms of you know people getting back into the swing of things with these convention events and in, in the uh in all these events uh the um the situation here wasn't it they i guess they i didn't know whether they had the ability to do it or not but they kept it conformed to just the contestants in one room I'm sure they were COVID tested and all that stuff. And, you know, they just went on from there. The commentators were in another room, you know, checking it there. And lo and behold, after that was finally done, these guys had a nerve to do some damn post commentary and everything. And I'm like, oh my God, it's almost one o'clock in the morning. Can you guys just please skip that or just talk about it after the fact? But they dragged it, they dragged it, they dragged it. And then they finally revealed it, but they didn't reveal Street Fighter 6 first. What they revealed was 
Capcom's fi- uh, fighting collection. They kind of t- it was basically as a tease. So the Capcom fighting collection, which is dope, is you know celebrating 35 years of Capcom fighting games. Not all of them, because I think there's some that was left out. But they we get to relive 10 classic games. One of which is finally making it to consoles. One of which I actually have in my Raspberry as well, and as a ROM. But Darkstalkers, all of the Darkstalker games are coming out within this collection. Uh, so we're getting every, including I believe one that really didn't make it to the states, which is, and, and they're, get, they're not even calling it Darkstalkers. They're calling it uh, Vamp- Vampire Hunter, which is the Japanese uh, version, or Vampire Savior, which is like the Japanese uh, version of the game. So we're getting Cyber uh, Bots as well. That's been on you know, um, Capcom collections before, but it's coming back. We're getting a chance to play that again. This looks like the arcade version though, for what I'm seeing in this footage. So that's coming, but for the first time ever, Red Earth is coming to consoles and it's gonna be part, and like, this is like Capcom's take on an RPG fighter. So never before have that ever been in there, but also for some reason, Yet another Street Fighter game is being added to this collection. I think the, the Hyper Street Fighter 2 collection, I don't think they should have added this on. But we're also getting Puzzle Fighter and Gem Fighter as well. Super Gem Fighter as well, which I love both of those games. Um, you talk about a great Tetris-like puzzling game. That game is so awesome. But Gem Fighters is hilarious. This is like a super deformed fighting game that you know allows you to play you know fight them and it's just wacky as all hell i always loved it but you also get official you know digital art within there as well i'm sure you get um you get music and soundtracks and everything so one thing that makes capcom so great over the years is their illustrations and art and they capitalized on that all the time so uh you get other features as well like ex settings i don't know to which that means it's like it enhanced the features uh there's a training mode in there as well you got semi mid game mode, which means you can save mid game out of the blue and don't miss a beat. So that's awesome. Rollback net code. I don't know what the hell that means. Rank casual and lobby matches for every single game that they provide in this whole entire thing. So, I mean, there's a lot to this. I really enjoy this, but this is really, yeah, they knew what people wanted, but they, this was a great uh, addition. I arguably some people feel that this was even bigger news than um street fighter 6 but i don't believe that for one inch uh, there people have become cynical in this modern world but they announced this it's going to be on a you know, playstation uh switch um uh, i mean playstation switch the nintendo switch playstation 4 xbox one and steam so it's coming june 24th i will be definitely getting that but then we get the big news and we see this hand that looks very familiar. And first of all, beautifully detailed hand. And you know, with the, with the uh, gloves and, and the shoes and it's Ryu looking as awesome as he could ever do bulky as hell. Like we're talking Rob Liefeld bulky. And we see the other character, which I believe is uh, Luke. I believe his name is the, which was the last fighter. And that was, uh, released in this uh, street fighter five so he's going to be a big part of what's going on here and then all of a sudden the logo comes up and it says street fighter six 30 39 seconds just to let people know that you know it's here now here's the funny part because the reaction there were people online that were uh that were hyped about it but we got to talk about the reaction that happened during the capcom pro tour because 
this could be the state of our of this generation right now and how lackluster people are and and, and just unfazed they are so i had i even had to record this and post this on the acmg facebook group so i can re-watch this and have people see what i was talking about because a lot of people didn't stay up to see the announcement there was like a million people who were there alive to see it um which a million seems a lot but it really really isn't that much um to that to that extent but we like over a million people got to see it and what happened was capcom prepared to filter out the sound of the reactions from the crowd from the crowd and the and the commentators because you know a lot of times when these announcements you know in the past like you know the announcement of mortal kombat uh or injustice or um final fantasy at 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 uh e3 you will hear well all right the final fantasy thing was in the shimu 3 was some of the biggest reactions that we got to see at e3 ever final fantasy 7 remake especially was the greatest reaction to anything in the video game in history i i will argue that i don't there were some other ones but that one made people cry <laughs> that one made people so emotional me too <laughs> that people were crying they were doing reaction videos to the very idea of this coming out and there were people crying i mean even if i just start talking about that even though it's already been out that moment was just so beautiful when they revealed that that we finally are going to get to play that game again but they were prepared for a huge reaction for this so what we saw in this video and if you are you know 18 or older with a legit profile page you can check out the clip on our acmg facebook group at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash acmg1 if not you could go to, i believe that footage should still be up on capcom's page if they didn't edit it out by now <laughs> but the problem was was that like the commentators were as hype as they were as expected to be hype as we wanted it to be as we thought that it was going to be you got the main you know a commentator uh tasty if you which by the way i gotta say like tasty's gimmick is that he wears these you know these beaded bracelets and i swear to god every time i see him he adds more and more bracelets to his damn um arm it's overkill it is like i don't know if anybody ever watched um you know I know the young kids didn't watch it, but if you didn't, you should. I'm gonna get you sucker. There's a term called overgold, which is like a it's a playoff of overdose where people overdose on, you know, narcotics or whatever like that. And the get the gimmick in that movie was, you know, everybody was buying so much gold that they were dying for too much, you know, from too much gold, wearing too much gold. He's kind of doing that same kick with this and it's just it's just crazy but that's beside the point i digress so they show a clip of him you know watching the commentators get hyped and you see so a lot of the commentators like getting overly hyped for this one in particular with the guy with the afro with with the kind of mr glass looking afro and this woman th that's right next to him who's holding up a chair looking really goofy as hell of the of the news like to their credit this is what this is the hype that everybody was expecting everybody to have 
the problem was is that after like the 35th second of the footage of that very footage after of the reaction they pan the camera over to the um, to the contestants and my god there i've never seen such lackluster reactions for something that should be a big deal but they're just sitting there two of them are on the phone just texting you got one guy who's smiling you know at who's like the camera's right in front of him and he's just smiling there's a guy in the back who's like why are we hyped for this why are we not getting excited for this and they just like did you got another guy in the back who's clapping you know really it wasn't like really a big deal you got another guy and forgive me i don't know any of these commentators names but you got another guy who's holding a stuffed you know pink flamingo in here and this is no hype for this game for these guys so and i believe uh pm punk from philly is is in there too and as well and they just chill. they have no hype in them at whatsoever and then they go back <laughs> they go back to the commentators and they're still hyping this woman is still holding up a chair for what reason so it, in hindsight it makes them look goofy because no every they're only ones doing it. and then furthermore it, it's it's like they're commentators so they have to hype it up they have to make it feel hype but it was a complete contrast as to how the commentators were looking and if i'm the guy working production in the back and i'm directing and i pan the camera over to the commentators that's not the reaction i'm looking for i would have been pissed that there was the reaction shots were that lukewarm like this is the worst reaction shots i've ever seen and i'm saying this because i've seen a lot of reactions i just mentioned i literally just mentioned final fantasy and how people responded to that news i talked about when spawn was responded to that news i talked about and, and, and here's the big one and, and like if you want to compare fighting game announcements with the reaction for this was a even it was even a a total contrast to this compared to the Injustice 2 Fighters Pack 3, which announced the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. You guys remember that? You know, you fighting games fans remember, remember that? I remember it because I was one of the ones screaming because I watched the E-League Injustice 2 tournament that night. And it like just like Capcom did at the stroke of midnight, but they were on time at the stroke of midnight. They announced that that uh, information. They panned a camera did exactly the same thing catcom did but nobody saw what was coming and they did these live shots it was dope as hell i actually um posted i actually posted the reaction shot from a youtube clip of somebody that was in the in the arena this is pre-pandemic too by the way you know so i mean i mindsets were more vigorous before the pandemic and before everything that happened and in 2020 came and everything so you know you do you got to take that into consideration but man how far have we come but people didn't know what was coming they found out because nobody saw you nobody nobody really knew that it was the teenage mutant ninja turtles coming out but they saw this awesome trailer that teased a whole bunch of possibilities and things and lo and behold the teenage mutant ninja turtles came out and that arena people in that arena went completely blitz I mean, I almost woke, I literally woke people up at 12 o'clock at night. I mean, it was, it was shared across the, uh, across the entire, you know, world. 
you could go into YouTube and find that clip and then find other people's reaction shots of the announcement in comparison to this. There's really no reaction shots to, to Street Fighter 6, which is surprising because six, because of its legendary status. I'm just totally amazed about that. Um, but then it gets a little worse from there. Um, there's the situation with the logo. The logo, which people were not feeling because the logo doesn't share the tradition of the logos that we've seen in the past from the Street Fighter franchise. They've evolved the Street Fighter logo to make it even look better than it did, but still carry the the essence, you know, of you know, spirit the spiritual essence of the original deal. For some reason, they went totally different with this. And I think I understand why they did this, but it was a big fail. People didn't like it. There's a whole bunch of memes online about the reaction to the logo. Um, and even worse, we somebody discovered that this logo is actually very reminiscent of a of an eighty dollars stock photo from Adobe, which is and I mean and I've you know if you go to um, Kotaku and their website and they have the article there, it is uncanny. It's it's a candy to the clip art, it um and it looks I mean like it it even has the the uh the shape that has the S and the F in there. It's exactly like it, and the reaction from the fans on social media has been hilarious. One in particular, uh, you know per account said that it looks like the Scooby Doo tag logo. I mean dog tag, which it does in there. Uh, others have taken liberties of designing their own logos in there as well and uh it's i i gotta say man it's it's uh it's really bad it is really bad so basically what they did is that you know if you go on adobe you can see this and it it looks exactly like it with the except that they changed the angles of the s and the f around they added some more like splash effects to the logo and they made the line thinner up top it looks uncanny like this like it's like they took the clip art and just tweaked it and they just put a six on there this did not bode well with them at all this did not bode well there's a lot of people that weren't happy with it i gotta agree i'm not too particularly fond of the logo itself um i would rather them just save the last logo or even make there are people right now who are who have made better logos online way better logos that carries the tradition of what they have and some of them like have simulated the concept that they did here with the original concept of what they were doing it's like it's like it wasn't that hard so i think the reason my my thoughts and theories on the reason for them changing that logo is because they wanted to go into a new direction they wanted to go this is a new era and i say this is a new era because this is a street fighter game without Yoshinori Ono, who was the former executive producer, um, the ever charismatic Yoshinori Ono. And this is the first step and the reaction, the first impression right now, aside, the trailer was great, but again, here's the problem. It's just a trailer. We don't know if what we saw is actually game footage or is, are we going to see something different? And I got a feeling we're going to, it's when we finally see what the game looks like, it's not going to look anywhere near like that trailer, even though we are at a state and we are at a generation where 
those really high, you know, highly detailed and high quality cutscenes or whatever like that. Now, like Horizon for uh, Forbidden West now looks like the cutscenes that they had on Horizon Zero Dawn. You know, that's what it that's what the new gameplay looks like. You plan exactly that now. So it's all there. I don't nobody knows because this is just this is just uh, CGI footage at this point. We don't know what the game is going to look like, how, you know, big of a deal. And we won't know until the summer of 2022, which usually falls around E3. And it just said they said, you know, we'll, you know, keep keep an eye on this. We'll find out more in 2022 uh, in the summer this year as to what it'll entail. And maybe we'll get some more uh, looks of it. But it looks like it's coming out for a 2023 release date. There's, I don't think it's anywhere near ready for anything. I'll be surprised if it is at this point. But uh it's a it's an iffy type of start for this franchise that has really started and spearheaded twice the fighting game community it start it virtually you know revolutionized it um and pioneered it i should say and then it, rev it revitalized it as well but that a lot of that is because yoshinori ono came and did his thing and you know really promoted this and i still want to know why he left and now that i mean he's just like um he's just like oh my god i forgot his name um from mega man <laughs> i you know I, I i really hold on let me see the name because i gotta say uh producer let me see oh yeah kg nafune god why am i blanking out there yeah i mean this is the same situation with kg nafune leaving capcom after he's worked with, you know, um, Mega Man for so long and he left and I mean, not for worse for wear, he works with NT Creates now and he's doing really awesome with the Gun Vault series now, but you know, he had a, he had a stumps in the road. KG, I mean, uh, Yoshinori Ono is now working for this other company and doing like mobile projects and everything, which I think is sad and it sucks because he he's the guy that really brought it together i'm not saying capcom can't make street fighter 2 great i'm not saying nobody else can do it i'm just saying he brought on a lot of you know presence to not only the franchise but the fighting game community in general i mean him coming out you know cosplaying and you know doing you know coming out with the blanket little figure that he would always tag wherever he traveled to promote you know street fighter what led him to leave and this is going to be a test. This is going to be a test to see if Capcom will be able to do what, keep the momentum of what that man has done for this franchise, for the fighting game community in general, because the fighting game community, I've been saying this for quite some time, has kind of diluted in the years. And I mean, even because of the pandemic, uh, I think the, the pandemic played a factor in this as well. But I think the pandemic also might have played a factor why he left too, because he wanted to do, I think he, I, I could be wrong, but it seemed like he wanted to do things that they weren't allowing him to do. And when the Capcom Pro Tour was, you know, canceled and all the stuff, I think it did a number on him. And that that's the last time we saw him. But I, I would love to know what actually happened and why he left, because that is a powerhouse. You know, it's not like he left on, you know, good terms. It just seemed like he just didn't leave in good terms or they didn't. They left off with, you know, not so good terms. It's not like Reggie Fizeme retiring 
from the video game world or whatever like that. You know, this was kind of a situation that happened. And I, you know, it's, I don't know. I'm excited. I am excited about it. I am. I, I wish I was more excited. I think that's the thing. Cause I don't, we don't know what's coming. We do. We just see that they have a trailer, this logo. Then I, I say, you know, it's funny because I am a logo designer and I, you know, I do work with clients and build their brands and stuff like that. I always say you have to have a logo that is going to give a greatest and first impression and it's going to imprint in the minds of many people. I don't know whose decision it was to do that logo change because it's such a drastic and dramatic change from what we're used to. And when, when like I said, when, when Ono was actually, you know, when he was taken over, he didn't, he didn't just go drastically and dramatically change everything that we knew about it, except for the fact that it went into 3D. But the tradition of it, the essence of Street Fighter was still there. Um, and the logo showed that it was still there. We we loved every logo that they came out with prior to um, Street Fighter 3 and all that. And this one left people a little bit skeptical. And you don't want that. That's not how you want to present things to fans that way. I'm not saying this is this is this is going to totally damage them, but guaranteed we're going to see another logo. I will be surprised if we see. First of all, whoever's whoever designed the actual logo for that is going to be in question by the actual artist who did the Adobe deal. So that's going to be a problem right there. I guarantee you we're going to see another logo. I would be surprised if they stick to their guns stupidly. And if they do, that to me speaks volumes of the direction that Capcom is going right now. And that won't be a good direction. They made a mistake. <laughs> they really made a mistake on that on that uh, aspect. And they need to change it. Give us the logo that is that that is deserving of this franchise and what fans would actually love. There's so many great... Didn't Boss Logic actually do something really awesome. I mean, he always does something awesome, but he, he actually did something really, really awesome. You know, hoping that this, you know, in, in anticipation for, uh, you know, Street Fighter six, why not hire him? Was he not, was he too much money? <laughs> I mean, the dude is in high demand, but come on, man. I'm sure you would have, he would able to break bread with that dude. Cause he, you know, he's a fan of this, but I mean, but again, boss logic is getting, you know, DC films money and all that stuff. He's doing a lot these days. Um, but my goodness, my goodness, come on. I mean, seriously, I, I do expect to see a new logo change, but this, this, uh, this is the start of the new direction. They're not starting off on a great start, but we'll see how this goes from there. But I am happy. We don't, I, I you know, I, what I do want to see is all of the characters from the, from the previous one come back for this. I want to see another story mode, a better story mode than before than the Shadow Falls, which was good. But I want to see a little bit more evolved story mode to this. Um, if they're going to replace for you and it looks like they're doing it with this new character um, in here, which I'm not. I played him, but I wasn't really drawn to him. I'm not really. Yeah, this new character. I'm not too sold on him yet. They, this is the same thing that they did with. Um, the other character from Street Fighter 3. Um, 
which I forgot his name too. Let me see if I can put him up. The main character was not Ryu and Ken. Um, it was actually the wrestler who was in connection to Saturday Night Slam Masters, which by the way, can I say, Saturday Night Slam Masters should have been a game that made it onto that fighter's collection and replaced, uh, and replaced, um, that should have replaced Street Fighter. Street Fighter should not have gone to Alex. Alex is the name of the main character on Street Fighter 3. He was not one of the most, he was, he was not a fan favorite character by everybody. And when you try to replace Ryu, or even Ken to that extent, or even Chun-Li to that extent, which are like considered like the trinity of fighting games. They're the Superman, Batman, and, and Wonder Woman of fighting games here. You gotta have somebody that is equally as great in terms of gameplay and move sets and everything, look, and, and and all that. It's like, I know even if, I mean, I don't think people will have a problem with Ryu not being the top guy anymore as much as they rather have somebody who is able to be as good at him as him, if not better. But you got to have a great control scheme with this guy. You got to have a great move set with this guy. You know, he has to be the, he has to be, he has to look and create the presence of that he is the strongest guy in the universe. I mean, not in the universe, in the world, as Ryu will put it, or even Chun Li will put it. I don't know if this loot guy is going to be it. I, I played him. I immediately just finished playing his story mode and that was it. I was not no way near intrigued by this guys, but we'll see how they go. But a definite story mode is going to be needed here. I hope they don't skip out on that. Um, I don't want them to do this ongoing game crap again. I, I really, really do not want this again. I, I'm not a big fan of it. I mean, I like the fact that they had a ton of DLC to give, but when you do this ongoing game stuff, it takes away from them developing Street Fighter 6 or Street Fighter 7 or Darkstalkers or any of like all the DLC and everything that they did for this game and all these, you know, different updated versions, the, the, the championship edition and all this stuff, which is nothing new. They've done this all the time. And oh, I forgot to even mention that they are planning on doing a Super Street Fighter 6. They've already, I believe that's already been announced that they're planning to do a Street Fighter, Super Street Fighter 6. So it's almost to the point, it's like, why are we, unless it's gonna be, unless it's gonna be a three, a free DLC update, why are we gonna invest in Street Fighter 6 when Super Street Fighter 6 has already been announcing? Like, to me, the direction that they're going is really iffy right now. And it's, it's, it's a shame because this is one of my favorite. <laughs> this is actually not, no, this is one of my favorite. This is one of my all time favorite video game franchises out there. Like, bar none. <laughs> so here's the hoping that they make some changes. I mean, nobody's perfect, but damage control, a little damage control is needed for this. So uh, we haven't, like I said, we haven't seen what this game looks like. We don't know when it's coming out. We don't have any information otherwise, other than they're working on it. And we'll just have to wait till the summer, which it sounds like they're going to make more announcements at E3. So we will see. And it, and we also, <laughs> there's another question. Is this another exclusive for PlayStation or if they are, will they actually be branching out to Xbox this time? You know, those are questions that we're going to be asking. I, I won't even, I won't, it, it guarantee will be uh, out for, for Steam. Guarantee most likely it'll be out for Steam in the new Steam Valve uh evolve steam deck 
that is out now, which I'll be talking a little bit about uh, this week. I haven't got any feedback from anybody who's actually claimed that they pre-ordered it or whatever like that, but I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it, not because it's not a good deal, but like for the amount of money and these guys are the first, our first timers. I have too many questions about that, that handheld, um, that is not being answered right now, you know, and the ones that are, it's like, I'm not too convinced that this is a good idea, especially when it comes to that, to the memory that you have. You can buy a terabyte for the steam valve, the valve steam deck, and you're still going to be like playing games that are like a hundred gigs big, which means you're probably for, for a $169 terabyte, you know, SATA uh, card or SD card, you're still going to be doing a lot. I'd rather spend that SD card for that terabyte and use it for the Nintendo switch because I can load up those games for days on that. <laughs> okay. So I mean, we'll see it's it's i'll let the i'll let the pawns go first with that but I guarantee you street fighter will be on there as well um will it be on xbox that's gonna be interesting so we'll see if there's still exclusivity uh rights to that as well but here's the hoping here but um street fighters coming is back and we're you know let's see if this generation is ready for it or they're just gonna remain lukewarm up for it all so folks that will do it for this edition of Talk Time Live. I hope you guys enjoyed it this week. I hope you guys have a great and safe week. But like I said, during the, uh, during the show, Horizon Forbidden West, I should already have finally beaten that game by this point. It's a very deep game, but it's uh, quite interesting. A lot of great developments going on there. So I want to give it a thorough uh, review by the time it comes up on uh, our show on Friday. Uh, also, the Batman will be reviewed. Uh, Robert Pattinson, Zoe Kravitz. I heard really good things about this. We're going to find out. This is going to be my first Robert Pattinson movie. I want to see what this guy has made of. Why everybody is so hyped about him and his Twilight self. So, you know, we'll we'll, we'll see what's, what, what's the deal here. So I'm looking forward to that as well. And uh, I will eventually take a break because I need to take a break and I need a mental me moment. <laughs> a mental me moment that will require me to probably be out for a couple of maybe maybe one or two, maybe two weeks i'm not sure but i will be out uh momentarily for one weekend and then i'll be traveling for a week uh elsewhere but i don't know i think there won't be a select start but there might be a main show uh for that point but stay tuned for that and much much more and again if you're a fan of river city girls go out of your way check out my interview with uh with Adam Tyranny and Ben and Rudis as we talk about River City Girl Zero, which is out now on digital only for Nintendo Switch, and it'll be out later for PlayStation 4 and 5. And the upcoming much anticipated sequel, River City Girls 2, coming very, very soon. So stay tuned for that. Thank to uh, thank the both of them for being on the show again. And thank you all for checking out this and every show, which you can check out on TalkTimeLive.com. You can check out all of our podcasts there. You can also see the video interviews as well in our video exclusive page. You can also check out our media page for repop panels that I've done last year as well. New content on the blog page and just so much more. If you want to subscribe and download, you could do so on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Popping, TuneIn, Audible, Pocket Cast, Pandora, oh, Fountain, you could just there's so many ways to find this show and uh keep enjoying it we got a lot of new listeners 
on uh you know checking in thank you and i hope that you continue to enjoy this show as well but folks that will do it for me and you know before we go this is the last podcast that we're doing for black history month um you know i want to celebrate all things you know black excellence this year but also black health so to those who are listening that are in my community that are listening to this show um in order for us to create black excellence we have to be healthy we have to be healthy physically we have to be healthy mentally but more of anything mentally 90 percent of your health is mentally the 10 percent is just doing the work so i say this to say if ever in need of some you know therapy or you know mental health situations please go out of your way don't be afraid find somebody to listen to you to reach out to a professional if best it's not a problem i've done it for years i've done it when i was a kid i'm you know actually currently looking for it now you know but the problem is is that there are far and few people of color in this or even networked so please if you know somebody who is in need anybody in our community that is in need of some therapy that would be more comfortable of finding somebody within their own community culture ideology shout them out show them out we need more people in our community helping others in our community so please because our mental health means so much and after everything we endured through decades and our families endured through decades we need to try to restructure and recreate and recondition our minds to more out you know healthy and positive out um you know i guess i should say uh aspects if you will you know help us keep us growing and keep us going so please do that but that's all i'm going to say for that and that'll do it for me on behalf of myself this is dax xavier josiah saying learn to let go live life and love all things anime comics movies and games this is acmg presents talk time live we are out there take care and have a great and healthy week Music for this episode is provided by Game Chops. Check out these great chiptune tracks and more at music.gamechops.com.